Welcome to the Fire Mark. It is December 31st, 2022, last day of 2022. I am your host, Alex Berg. It is New Year's Eve, and we're back on a podcast and doing it. So um, please, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to follow the Facebook Fire Mark page. We have over 65,000 downloads. We're in the year strong, growing super fast. Thanks to everyone for supporting the program. As many of you are aware, we do trivia. Uh, we got one question at the end of each segment, and I want you guys to email the answers to thefiremark at hotmail.com. Put trivia answers in the subject line. If you don't feel comfortable with doing an email, you can also answer right on our Facebook page. Um, make sure to give all three answers, or uh, you might be helping someone else get the prize, so you don't want to do that. Um, this is our 30th episode, so I'm super excited excited closing out the year strong like i said and so we're gonna up the ante and we got a 300 dollars target gift card on the line here for getting all the trivia correct in today's episode so um better uh better be sharp better be quick and better play uh play hard so um the prizes are also next year going into a pool and roll over and increase weekly as more episodes come out and if no one wins them so please make sure that you play and uh, we're also going to be increasing our live on location shows. So we're going to have live trivia on our location shows. And we encourage anybody to anybody and everybody to come out and meet us and greet us out there. And we'll have immediate prizes and uh, other giveaways and so forth in addition to the studio shows. So make sure to follow Mark. Follow the Firemark World Tour and check in here for updates. Tomorrow, uh, I know it's short notice, but January 1st, we'll be broadcasting live from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, as we preview the de facto NFC South championship game between the uh, Buccaneers and the Panthers. Um, after that, January 7th, we will be live from Gainesville, Florida, outside the Stephen C. O'Connell Center, as the Gator men's basketball team takes on the Georgia Bulldogs. So that should be fun. So stay tuned to future episodes. Make sure to follow the Facebook Firemark page for more details on how to follow the tour, win live prizes, and keep listening to the studio episodes for the regular trivia. Um, on to our current events segment here. Uh, over in New Zealand, there was this uh, horrible story about this uh, six-month-old baby that was initially being denied a life-saving heart transplant because the parents didn't want to to use COVID vaccinated blood administered to the baby in the procedure. So, so the doctors, they went and they petitioned a judge and the judge granted temporary decision-making away from the parents so that the child could have the surgery until the child recovers from the surgery. And what I find unbelievable is the parents of this child found and had available to them unvaccinated donors of blood and the hospital still refused. You know, when is this madness going to end? I have a couple of friends who are Jehovah's Witnesses, and their religion doesn't even allow for blood transfusions at all, whether or not it's vaccinated or unvaccinated. So does the court have the right to step in and take that power away from people's religious beliefs? You know, no matter which side of this the aisle you're on on this issue, this is a really slippery slope. But I can't say I'm surprised this happened in Nazi Zealand because they had one of the most horrible lockdown policies throughout this entire pandemic. And people may have forgotten, but I didn't. The Nazi Zealand locked down and isolated their whole country in March of 2020 when the pandemic started, and they flaunted that they were COVID-free for months until July of 2020 when they mysteriously had a handful of cases. Now, how was that possible if no one was allowed in or out of your country for months and there was no virus circulating? So it's been two and a half years. I'm still waiting for answers from you, Nazi Zealand. And a similar story over here in the States at Duke University in North Carolina, Duke Medical Center, there was a 14-year-old girl named Yulia Hicks. She's been denied a life-saving kidney transplant because she's not vaccinated against COVID-19. But 
she has had COVID and been tested to find out that she has antibodies to the virus and she's still being denied. So the parents of Yulia went on to say that they went through all the blood tests and the workups and the doctors told them everything was fine and that vaccination was only a, a strong recommendation until the very end when they were about to receive the kidney and go th- like finalize the, the transplant procedure and they received a phone call from an administrator who said that the surgery was not going to happen without the vaccine. But now this story is gaining media attention. Of course, Duke University is refusing to cooperate with media attention because they're looking in a bad light and they make a statement citing patient privacy and they can't talk about the case. Yeah, whatever. Thankfully, though, thousands of dollars in donations have come into this family to try to get Yuli a kidney from somewhere else to save her life. But it's disgusting to me, really. And what a black eye for Duke University and their medical staff. So hopefully in a future podcast, I'll have an update and a good news to report about Yuli as we follow this story and say prayers for her. So um, Kristen Cinema, I reported on the last uh, studio podcast. She left the Democratic Party. She's been an independent now. She's the um, senator out of Arizona. The fallout over this decision is funny because the left is losing their mind over this. You know, I actually applaud her for wanting to be more toward the middle because both parties have gone extreme as of late. You know, I think this move shows that she actually cares about the future of the country and bringing us back toward the middle, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Another news, Sam Bankman-Fried arrested in the Bahamas finally, so... He's that cryptocurrency FTX founder, and he defrauded people out of billions of dollars. You might have heard some celebrities. I think Tom Brady was involved in that as well. Um, Not the defrauding part, but investing with him. Uh, The funny thing is that he donated millions of dollars to the Democratic Party. But then if you listen to the Democrats, they come out and say like, oh, well, you know, he also donated money to the Republicans. But you don't know about that because this was all dark money. Really? Really? Why? Because he said that he did this? I mean, that's the only source, is the man himself said that he donated to the Republican Party. So you're trusting a proven con man to now tell you the truth? I mean, why wouldn't this be made public and fact-checked if it were true? And it hasn't. So until proven otherwise, there's no dark right-wing money, and the left has egg on their face for making this false claim. So... Uh, Twitter, you know, Twitter's in the news like every day. Uh, The left is up in arms since Elon Musk took over. And they've been very big on pushing to go to other servers. And one of them, big one, is called Mastodon. So Mastodon, Twitter is restricting the usage of the word Mastodon on its servers. And the left is losing its mind. I don't understand why. Mastodon is a competitor of Twitter. And you're going crazy? Why is it okay to support the competition? You know, these idiots on the left are claiming that it violates free speech. Oh, okay. So does that mean I can go into Subway and put ads up on their wall and pass out coupons for Jimmy John's and say it's free speech? No, you can't do that, morons. In other news, Dictionary is trying to now change what the meaning of the word woman is. These are called definitions. Definitions are definite. (laughs) By description. It's in the title. You cannot change the meaning of words. Words are not fluid. They are what they are. Ugh, it's just so ridiculous. Uh, what else happened? The Biden, um, this was a good story. He released some more documents relating to the JFK assassination, but he refuses to release all the documents. You know, the interesting thing here is that there was a law passed in 1992 mandating the release of all documents involving the JFK assassination and making them public, and every president since then has violated this law. But only one of them actually voted for the law to pass and is now violating the very law he voted for. 
Can you guess who that is? Yep, that's your idiot. I mean, President. Let's go, Brandon. And Sam Britton. We spoke about him, her before this person who stole luggage in Minneapolis was working on Biden's staff and then got fired previous idiot of the week for stealing luggage and lying about it. Well, again, stole luggage a second time in Las Vegas. So this person is our first two-time idiot of the week. So congratulations on that remarkable accomplishment. But for our main idiot of the week, which is a segment we do at the end of every uh, current event segment here, There was a study that was released stating that people who skip COVID vaccines are at a higher risk of traffic accidents. Really? So now they're trying to gaslight us into finding ways to restrict you from getting your driver's license if you are vaccinated. You know, this isn't going to work. This study was even conducted in the American Journal of Medicine. What? By Canadian researchers. Okay. So Canadian researchers in the summer of 2021 examined the encrypted government-held records of more than 11 million adults. So encrypted? So you illegally broke in to get files to gather data for your Nazi study? They go on to theorize that if you don't get the COVID vaccine, you are more likely to, quote, neglect basic road safety guidelines, end quote. Okay. So what's the next study that people who aren't vaccinated are more likely to uh, run with scissors or walk around with their shoes untied? I mean, we're wasting money on this crap. So let's take me, for example. I'm not vaccinated against COVID-19. My last speeding ticket was December of 1999, and I've never been in a car accident that was my fault. So you know what? Go F your study. But it's interesting. This report goes on to say, quote, The findings are significant enough that primary care doctors should consider counseling unvaccinated patients on traffic safety and insurance companies should base changes to insurance policies on vaccination data, end quote. Not only is this morally and ethically wrong, it is also borderline illegal for car insurance companies to ask for your medical history. Maybe they need to start with diabetics and seizure patients and raise their rates first, considering I've run countless car accident calls on those type of patients during my time as a firefighter paramedic. And lastly, the report states, quote, first responders may also consider taking precautions to protect themselves from COVID when responding to traffic crashes because the patient more than likely is unvaccinated, end quote. Why does that matter when you can still spread COVID whether you're unvaccinated or not? These people think we're just complete idiots. No, I'm, I'm flipping the script and giving my idiot of the week to these Canadian researchers, the morons at the American Journal of Medicine conducting this disgusting and illegal research, and this complete fool named Aaron Prater who writes for Fortune.com who published this dumb story. So congratulations, idiots of the week. On to our trivia segment. Um, so earlier I was talking about Mastodon. So this is not about the Twitter uh, competitor. This is more about the animal. So during which epoch in time did, in history did the mastodon go extinct? So one more time. Uh, earlier I was talking about mastodon. So during which epoch in history did the mastodon go extinct? And spelling does count. So that's your trivia question for our current event segment. And we will be right back with sports. Traveling in a fight at Combe 
Welcome back to the Farm Arc. It is December 31st, 2022. I'm your host, Alex Berg. Listening to a little Down Under by Men at Work. It is New Year's Eve, and Australia is usually the first main country to uh, find uh, uh, to celebrate the New Year. So we're going to go with a little uh, tune for our Australian friends down there. Um, and this is our sports segment. So a um, couple of sad, notable deaths in the last couple of weeks that I hadn't brought up before. We had uh, Mike Leach. He passed away from a sudden heart attack. He was only 61 years old, head coach at Texas Tech for the college football team there. Uh, he was so much fun to watch. In, I'm sorry, Texas Tech, excuse me, Mississippi State. Uh, got ahead of myself there. He was fun to watch and root for as I followed his career at Texas Tech and Washington State and finally at Mississippi State. You know, he was definitely a character you can look up on YouTube, like all sorts of funny things he said about just regular life. And uh, he has this really funny thing about, uh, I think, uh, if your daughter gets married. And, you know, passing away so young, you know, I feel 61 is definitely too young. It's a testament to show you how short life is and to hold every moment precious as we close out 2022 and move toward 2023. So um, we also lost Franco Harris. Uh, he was the running back. Star running back back in the uh, Steelers championship teams in the 1970s. He passed away just a couple days short of the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Uh, for you sports fans that know about the Immaculate Reception, that was in a playoff game in Pittsburgh. They hosted the uh, Oakland Raiders, and uh, they were down by six late, and they needed a fourth down completion. It was like fourth and 18, and the ball got tipped and bounced around, and Franco Harris caught the ball out of midair and ran all the way for a touchdown with not much time left and won the game for the Steelers for them to move on in the playoffs. So it's uh, ironic that what he's most known for, and he passes away uh, almost 50 years to the day of when that play happened. So, And then uh, just two days ago, Pele, the soccer great from Brazil, amazing talent, um, world-class superstar. He passed away. He he was just uh, an amazing talent. And, you know, I loved watching him, um, watching highlights. I was It was definitely before my generation, but I've seen numerous highlights of him winning the World Cup with Brazil, like starring at 17 years old in his first World Cup. And my, my favorite memory of him, though, was in this old movie from the early 80s called Victory. Um, whereas him and Sylvester Stallone and Michael Caine, and they were a bunch of prisoners of war and they had to play a soccer match in like Germany during World War II in order to make it out. And he makes this bicycle kick to beat the Germans in the movie and it was really cool. And, um, Anyway, so a lot of sad losses in the sports world this uh, this last couple of weeks. So, uh, wrapping up the World Cup, we had the the World Cup final back uh, about two weeks ago. What an epic final! But again, this was a microcosm of how bad the officiating was this whole tournament. You know, Messi gets shoved down and the ball stolen from him in a clear and obvious foul, which leads to Mbappe's tying goal in the 81st minute. You know, and then in extra time, Argentina again scores first and drives me crazy that it isn't sudden death and we have to keep playing. But thank goodness Argentina won that match because they were the deserving champion in multiple ways. You know, it's almost as if the refs were trying to make a better TV product, and I can't stand how the announcers will not call out the refs when they make a bad call. It wasn't just in that game. It was in every game. The officiating in this entire tournament was absolutely the worst I've ever seen in my over 30 years of watching multiple sports. And honestly, FIFA should be embarrassed about the level of product they produce from the officiating. But, you know, in the end, Argentina was the best team, and they won, so I can't be too mad about that. Um, they, they dominated all the way through. I really thought that they were the strongest team. And even the game that they quote unquote lost against, uh, Saudi Arabia in pool play, 
Um, they had three goals that were taken back due to some questionable offsides calls. So even though they lost two to one, they really could have won that game four to two. So um, congrats to Argentina and Mbappe with the hat trick and the loss is really incredible. But congrats to Messi and Argentina on winning the World Cup, and uh, it was it was good to see him get the title. So college football update. Um, I haven't been following the nonsense bowls, but I did like how South Carolina trolled the Orange Bowl yesterday. So Tennessee and Clemson were playing in the Orange Bowl yesterday, and South Carolina beat both those teams late in the year, which knocked both of them out of competing in the college football playoff. So some Gamecock fan hired one of those plane banners to fly over the stadium, hoping that the saying, we hope you enjoy your, your bowl game. And they made sure that it was from a Gamecocks fan. And I thought that was really funny because they were playing in some dumb bowl games. So, but on to the main event. Uh, tonight we have Michigan versus TCU and Georgia versus Ohio State. You know, I really hope that we have a Georgia-Michigan final. Um, they're two deserving teams. They're undefeated. It would be great to have two, you know, 14-0 teams playing for the national championship the way it should be. You know, plus, you know, really the only two conference champions in the tournament. Um, I really think this should happen, but football's a crazy sport, so it's going to be exciting to watch tonight. And, uh, you know, I'll go over on tomorrow's show, a full analysis of, uh, you know, what we see, so enjoy the games. Uh, Navy. Fired uh, Ken, I'm going to butcher his last name, New Matalolo, I guess. Um, a lot of people know who he was. He was the coach there for over 15 years. He even coached my cousin, Elon, who played for Navy and graduated two seasons ago. I've heard nothing but high praise for this coach, and I wish him the best on his future endeavors. You know, it's very hard to coach in these service academies because they just don't get the talent. And, you know, honestly, and this, you know, for my cousin as well, I think that he really did the best job. He good with the talent he had out there year in and year out. So, um, you know, it's hard to see him go. Uh, also news, uh, Colorado, the Colorado Buffaloes, they hired Deion Sanders as their head coach. So super excited to see what primetime can do with a major college football program. So, you know, this should be this should be a lot of fun. Um, NFL, the Dolphins start off 3-0, then they went 3-3. Then they went eight and three. Now they're down to eight and seven after losing four straight games and not winning a single game in December, and especially after losing that last game to Green Bay at home on Christmas Day on a game they absolutely needed. Ah, you know it's the same old Dolphins. You know now two is again back in concussion protocol and Teddy Bridgewater starting, and they have must-win games against the Pats and the Jets, who are also competing for playoff spots. So you know. Day in, day out, week in, week out, year in, year out. It's the same old Dolphins ever since Shula retired more than 25 years ago. It's just mediocrity at best. The Cowboys beat the Eagles a couple weeks ago in a thriller, and then the Cowboys beat the Flailing Titans on Thursday. The Eagles are still winning this division, Cowboy fans, and, you know, just just deal with that. You know, you're going to be playing, if you're a Cowboy fan, you're going to be playing on the road on the playoffs, so good luck with that. I mean, I really think you're either going to be playing the Bucks or my Panthers, and you'll probably win, but that's about as far as you're going to go. Um, Jaguars, they look like they're going to come from behind late and take the AFC South. But the real game in the AFC is this Monday night. The Bengals are hosting the Bills in a possible AFC Championship preview. That's going to be a hot, hot game. And right now it's, uh, you know, all these teams, uh, Buffalo and, and Cincinnati are obviously making the playoffs. But, you know, this could decide home field and who hosts the playoff game. 
I don't know. I think the AFC is just stronger. I think the AFC is winning the Super Bowl this year, no matter if it's the Bengals, the Bills, or the Chiefs. You know, I'm not I'm not sold on the Eagles, Cowboys, or Vikings, to be honest with you. And, you know, I know the 49ers, they have a decent record too, but Garoppolo's done for the year, so, so we'll see. But, yeah, I, I would – the NFC favorites to me are the Eagles, Cowboys, and Vikings, but I just don't see them then winning it. So my apologies in advance to uh, Ozzy, Don, and Lowell for slighting your teams, but I just don't think they're going to make it happen. So, but you got to love the new playoff format. Keeps things exciting as there's only eight out of the 32 teams mathematically eliminated with two weeks to play. So that means 75% of the league still has something to play for. So that's great, you know. Um, Fantastic football and excited to be part of it tomorrow as my Panthers take on the Bucks and what could be Tom Brady's last home game. So I'm excited to see that and we'll be reporting from the tailgate tomorrow, uh, previewing that game. So make sure to tune in for that. So on to our trivia. Earlier I talked about Argentina beating France in the World Cup final. Argentina was up 2-0 going into halftime before ultimately winning in a shootout. So your trivia question for today, when was the last team in the World Cup final that a team was leading at the half and didn't win and as a hint it was mentioned during the broadcast of the final if you were paying close attention so just to repeat when was the last time a team was leading at a half in a world cup final and didn't win the game so that's your trivia question for our sports segment and we will be right back with entertainment Welcome back to the Fire Mark. It is December 31st, 2022. I'm your host, Alex Berg. This is our entertainment section. And let's get into it. We had a couple of uh, notable deaths this past couple weeks here. Um, Noted journalist Barbara Walters passed away at the age of 93. Uh, I used to watch her with Hugh Downs on 2020 all the time when I was growing up. And, you know, she's been broadcasting for years. And so it was, uh, you know, sad to see her pass. I think she was 93 years old. Um, as I mentioned, so, I mean, you know, she definitely had a good life. Um, but more sad than that, a couple of weeks ago, we did ha- lose um, somebody known as Twitch. Uh, he was a DJ for the Ellen DeGeneres show, and he committed suicide. So, uh, I mean, that's very sad. That's very hard to see. Uh, I did not know him, really, or follow his career. But uh, I have lost friends to suicide, so... Um, I know firsthand how hard that is, and you know that's that's just really tough to see. So thoughts and prayers go out to his family in this really really hard time. Um, we did have a couple new trailers that I saw for movies that are coming out next year. Uh, one interesting movie called Five Thousand Blankets. I think it's based on a true story about a um, father who is uh, kind of bipolar and mentally ill, and he ends up homeless by his own doing. And so the mom and the son. Um, they have a plan to hand out 5,000 blankets to the 5,000 homeless people in the area, hoping that they're going to find the father. And that seemed kind of a interesting, uplifting movie. Um, also saw a trailer for this movie called 65, uh, starring Adam Driver, who people know from, uh, Kylo Ren in the Star Wars series. 
He's been doing a lot of other stuff since then, but it looks like it's a futuristic movie where somehow he ends up uh, back in time 65 million years ago, and he has to deal with, uh, he's he's the survivor of a space... uh, spacecraft crash and it's him and a little girl and they have to survive dinosaurs and so forth so looks interesting um they're also making a barbie movie coming out sometime in the summer uh, with uh margot robbie as barbie and uh ryan gosling as ken so um yeah i don't know kind of expect that to bomb but we'll see how that goes um we also got christopher nolan doing a movie about um oppenheimer the guy that was basically the father of the atomic bomb and uh you know how nolan works and he's usually pretty good so that should be a very interesting uh movie to check out um last two trailers i saw one was called plane uh very interesting movie um it almost looked like con air kind of but uh, i guess there's some you know, criminals on a plane and the plane goes down and then they have to fight for their survival in some sort of like Thailand jungle with like some terrorists or something. But I don't know. It looked like a throwback to kind of like those, uh, you know, 80s movies with Chuck Norris and Delta Force and all that other stuff. So that might be interesting. And then the uh, new M. Night Shyamalan pick, um, Knock at the Cabin, there was a more extended trailer that came out about how the four people who were supposed to be, I guess, like the four horsemen of the apocalypse and there's a family um two guys uh, a married couple and and their adopted daughter and uh, I guess one of them has to die in order to save the world so that should be interesting so you know we'll we'll check those out as they come out um, I did get to see a couple of movies over the last couple of weeks so just wanted to review those quickly uh, there was a movie called stowaway um, it was on Netflix interesting film it's with um anna kendrick and uh daniel day kim are in it so it's the two of them and another person and they're on a the first manned space uh mission to mars it's going to go several months and then on the way they end up there's another guy that inadvertently got knocked out as he was helping repair something on it and he's in space with them but they don't have enough oxygen to go ahead and make it all the way and so they have to get these other oxygen cylinders and make this whole thing you know, it it kind of rips off of a lot of movies that you've seen before. It rips off of the true story of Apollo 13 and so forth. Um, you know, with three guys instead of two for the oxygen. It was four instead of three and, and so forth. There were some suspenseful moments. It reminded me a little bit of Gravity in parts. You know, the acting was solid. It was kind of slow because it was a space movie and they're usually slow. Um, it was okay. I mean, if you're bored, it's okay. Um, I also saw this other movie called Troll. Uh, that was interesting. It's basically a monster movie, but it's all Norwegian. Um, it's also on Netflix, and it's all subtitled. So it's basically like any run-of-the-mill um, summer American uh, monster movie, Godzilla kind of thing, but it's about a troll that awakens and starts destroying, destroying everything, and it's headed for Oslo, and it's going to blow stuff up, and they're firing missiles, and it doesn't work, and they have to figure out a way to defeat it, and, you know, one woman has her dad who was researching the trolls and all this stuff or whatever. You know, it held my interest again. It wasn't like a amazing movie but it was okay and if you're bored and it's something to watch because i know a lot of people say like there's nothing on that's eh, something to kill some time if you're interested and um yesterday i was able to uh watch i was flying back from new york and i watched the that smile movie it was a horror movie that came out a couple of months ago um 
again, okay, but a lot of these horror movies, it's the same thing, you know, there's some malevolent entity, they're possessing people, they're killing people, there's a reason why, it's moving from person to person, and they have to stop the pattern, and they think they stopped the pattern, but at the end, the pattern's not stopped, and it's like the same formula over and over again, so, um, I don't know. I'm going to figure out a ranking way to do it. I don't know. If it's a Firemark podcast, so maybe we'll do like a one out of five, like five five Firemarks. So I'm going to give Stowaway. I'm going to actually get to give them all the same thing. I'm going to give them all a two and a half. I'm going to give them two and a half Firemarks for Stowaway, Troll, and for Smile. Um, decent. They had their moments where they were entertaining to watch. They held my attention for the entire way through. But, but they were all kind of ah. So, um, take it for what you will. If you're bored, not a bad checkout, but if you got something better to watch or TV series to catch up on, definitely, definitely go with that. So, um, TV, speaking of TV, a lot, big thing that's been in the news for a while here is this Netflix show about, uh, Megan and Harry. Um, I know a lot of people are talking about it. I'm, I'm not watching it. I haven't been watching this train wreck of a show at all, to be honest with you. Um, the only thing I have to say from talking to people is that Meghan and Harry are like the Heidi and Spencer of the royal family. You know, they aren't even real royals. They're, they're actually more like the Kansas City royals because the only way Harry's going to ever get to wear the crown is if he has a birthday party at Burger King. So I, it's just a ridiculous, it's a disaster, it's a train wreck. But, I mean, it is what it is. These people made their lives, um, you know, for what they are and, and did it to themselves. So, uh, on to Trivia. Just wanted to go over the, um, as we, uh, we have some, uh, nice soft all lang sign for, uh, for the New Year's here, because it is New Year's Eve. You guys are going to have to listen close. There, what is the name, for your trivia question in the entertainment segment, what is the name of the song that I played at the beginning of this segment, and in what movie does this song play over the end credits? Your hint for this part is that the movie takes place on and around New Year's Eve. So one more time, what is the name of the song that I played at the beginning of this segment? You don't need to tell me the artist, just the name of the song. And in what movie does this song play over the end credits? And again, your hint is the movie takes place on and around New Year's Eve. So please make sure you play the trivia, all three questions. It's a $300 Target gift card. So big news, big money to go ahead and celebrate our 30th episode and to close out 2022 with a bang as some fireworks start to go off outside. So I want to thank you guys all for listening. We'll see you in the new year and thanks for joining us on the Firemark. <laughs>